Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Emmanuel Penkless and joining me as always is my very good friend, Michael Corbin. Michael. Good friend. Wow. I've stepped up. Um, uh, Emmanuel. I (laughs) can't say what I'd usually say. (laughs) It was an interesting round of football this round. It was an interesting round. Uh, You'd hate to be a Tigers supporter, a Titans supporter, a Broncos supporter, um. Yeah, or a Roosters supporter as well, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Look, I didn't. I didn't expect to beat Penrith. No. But uh, fun fact for you to start off the podcast. Yeah. Um, there has been in the hundred and thirteen year history of rugby league. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, there has been before this round there were nineteen games. Yeah. In which eighty total points of score were scored. Okay. This round there were two. That total is now up to 21. Crazy, isn't it? Crazy amount of points scored this, this round. Uh, yeah. Look, we can cross the Titans and the uh, Tigers off the Premiership winning ladder yep. um, after their losses. Um, but I believe this actually leads you into um, our uh, frequently recurring segment, which we're currently going to call MC Slammer yeah. uh, for lack of a better name. But, Michael, it's time for you to tee off. Yeah, so MC Slammer, uh, we asked you a few weeks ago, probably about a month ago now, to give us some names. Uh, this one was submitted by Lenny, so thank you. Um, yeah, I'm teeing off on the on the referees. It's time. We knew the crackdown was happening, right? Any high contact of the head, you're off to the bin, right? But how can you support what the referees are doing when the match review committee, you you go and send off a player for hitting someone in the head or uh, simbinning a player for hitting someone in the head and then the match review committee turns around the next day and goes, oh, that actually wasn't anything, no charge. And I'm talking about the tackles where players are falling in the tackle and a player just happens to be there and where they're supposed to disappear to and they get hit in the head. What game was this in? So the, I can I can so there was there was last week there yeah. was Broncos Raiders Kobe yeah. Hetherington yeah. a player got tripped and flew into his shoulder <laughs> he couldn't move yeah yeah right he got sent off yeah uh, in the in the Cowboys Sharks game yeah uh, last two minutes of the game yeah uh, Reese Rob uh, Aiden Tolman fell down he was about two feet off the ground yeah Reese Robson's arm hit his head. Sent Simbin. Last two minutes of the game, it was a two-point game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Siwa Takiaho oh, against... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, I rest my case. <laughs> uh, Siwa Takiaho against uh, Panthers. Uh, same thing, Nathan Cleary slips. Uh, he's, the back of his head hits Siwa Takiaho's arm, uh, Simbin. And all these, all, these, uh, all these Simbins changed how the game ended up. Yeah. Uh, what the end result of the game, basically. No, look, I completely agree with you. I'm just having some roosters banned. Yeah. But I, I completely agree that it's the wrong decision. Um, this is what happens. These falling tackles have been an issue before the crackdown. It's always like, what, so. what happens? Uh, the player falls. Does the defender actually have time to respond? If a defender knew that a player was going to fall to the ground, the defender would go lower. Okay? It's a, it's a response sport, and it doesn't make sense... For the defender to be obliged to drop the body to make the tackle on the attacking player who slips. Because the attacking player does not intend to slip into that tackle. And the other thing is, the referees say the exact uh, three phrases every time someone gets sent off. It's careless, it's high, and it's with intent. It is not with intent. It is not with intent at all. It is ridiculous that they're saying this, and... A lot of it, a lot of these are missed, and then a player stays on the ground, and then the bunker intervenes. Now, that's my next point. Yesterday's game, 
there was a penalty. There was a professional foul by a Titans player. I believe it was Philip Sammy. Um, and he, the referee, Grant Atkins, was about to sinbin the player for a professional foul. The video ref then intervened. The video ref was Ashley Klein and said, oh, I've looked at it. Don't, send, don't sinbin him. Why is the video ref controlling the game from the bunker? Why is this allowed? If you go back to an earlier podcast this year, we had this exact conversation. Our discussion at the time was, is the judiciary is the judiciary a problem such that these should be judged on the field and the judiciary taken out of it? Okay, and then we've had this cracked out. So I can't, this must have been April. I think we had this conversation. Yep. Uh, there was talk about judiciary getting it wrong. I think it was on the back of Luttrell. Yep. Perhaps Latrell's suspension, we talk about the judiciary being so far removed from what is happening on the field, give the power to the referee. At the time we had this conversation, I flagged that the second the referee gets more power, it means more power to the bunker. It also means that there's too much authority with the referee and the referee is going to absolutely cop it. Lo and behold, this is what's happening. Yeah. Okay, because now all the power, all the control is with the bunker. The bunker is making decisions. The game uh, during the weekend where Ashley Klein is sitting in the bunker, overall Grant Atkins on the was it Grant Atkins on the field? Yes. And it's kind of like, how did we get to this? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And look, there, there is a middle ground there. There's a middle ground there. The NRL has gone to either extreme though, and it's just yeah. not working. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. And it's it's unfortunately. I think it's turning people off the games because when you sin bin someone, you start getting these blowout score lines because there, there was a point in the Titans Manly game where I, and I started watching from the start of the second half. There was a point in the Titans Manly game where me, Titans did not touch the ball for 22 minutes. Yeah. Because they just had no momentum and the score line blew out because yeah. they, they were one player short and Manly had all this momentum. They couldn't do anything about it. But Manly were down 24 24- Four. Yeah, I agree. Like okay. they, 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 the Roosters were down, were up twelve, 12 nil. nil. Yeah, I, I just it, like momentum shifts. Okay, but it like, does. I, it's gotten to the point, Michael, where and like I believe we're the same on this. We, we like watching rugby league. Sitting there and watch one team have the ball for that long and the other team not touch it is not fun for anyone. No. Okay, it's not enjoyable. More points does not mean a a, a better quality game of football. Okay, you and I, we, we like to sit down and where we can, we could watch every game of rugby league every week. Okay, we wouldn't necessarily, not every game is going to be a great game, but I, I like the odd game that's 12-8 or 8-6. We've, we've or spoken about this. The 4-0 yeah. final can be one of the most exciting games of all time because it's edge of your seat, next try wins. Yeah, um, And case in point, and we're going to talk about Origin later, but the, the 50 points to 6 Origin game, but we went through a period of origins where it was 6-4, 10-6, and they were they were amazing matches of football because it was like it was literally it was next gr- try it wins. It was a grind. It was set for, uh, set of six, set of six, set of six, back and forth, and you're just like, which team is going to finally crack? Yeah. Whereas Origin was look, it was fun to watch but as a Blues fan. It was great seeing us wallop Queensland, but. You do want some sort of competition. I'm like we're we're going to preview game two coming up shortly. Yeah, you'd be mad to tip Queensland in the next game. Yeah, it's it's just um it's just very frustrating to watch, and I I really don't think it attracts any new market of people that the Storm win that game sixty six to sixteen. No, I I just. I, I remember it, it, Souths what, were what, in the pits. Yeah. Souths were in the absolute pits in 2006 when they lost to the Warriors 66-0. Yeah. It was like they were, they were going for their fourth wooden spoon in five years. It, it's not a score that a team should be getting. No. Okay, 50-0 um, or 50-0 yeah, 50 or whatever it was when Souths played Melbourne a few weeks ago it was second versus third or second versus fourth or something. They're not scores that should be happening. Okay, there's a clear difference between Penrith and Melbourne and the rest of the top six and then every other club after that. But these are not scores that, that, that should be occurring. And it, it's a game of it's a game of attack and defense. And there is there is this thing now where it's all attack and getting on the highlights reel and it's not making the game any more entertaining. Every, if the result is over after twenty five minutes, who wants to sit and watch it? Every every rule, every new rule that's been brought in in the last recent years 
has been aimed at improving attack. You talk about the seven tackle set. You talk about uh, six again. Uh, all this stuff just to speed up the game, removing of scrums and all that stuff. It's it's all meant to speed up the game and make it a faster pace if there's more points. And I think we've gone too far. I think you need to start rewarding defense. But how how do you do? I don't. I just I don't, don't know, know how you I do don't, that. Yeah, it's it's something that the minds the there's there's smart people in rugby league. They need to figure this out. We spoke last was yeah last year. We spoke last year about the the return of the repeat of not the repeat set of the one on one strip. Yeah. And what, how it was such a game changer because it it could reverse momentum. Yeah. Okay. And then how the six again when it was originally introduced was great because it took teams out of the one to six structure of their sets and go up 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 and then across to the left and then a kick or something like that and it. it this whole process now, it's just, it's become farcical. It's it's frustrating to watch. I, I I love watching rugby league, but I mean I I really enjoy watching the Roosters. Okay, I like watching them because I have a team to to watch against. Okay, yeah. I always go for whoever beats them. The Roosters are up twelve nil. They don't have a lot of players there. That's a really competitive match. Okay, that they're up against Penrith High Flying. Okay, the fact that that. Sinbin is such a momentum swinger, is ridiculous. Yeah, agreed. It's I ridiculous, can, I, I and it, it's already you already get punished by the fact that it's thirteen on twelve, and now it's accelerated by the fact it could be thirteen on twelve, and your team doesn't touch the ball for twenty minutes. Yeah, it's it sucks, and it sucks to watch, especially if you're against it. And like we've all, every team's been against. It. I'm not just saying as a Roosters fan, every team is like the Tigers. Are copying these beatings all the time. The Broncos, Broncos fans must hate watching their team play. And they're not watching their team play. Ratings are down on all those Thursday and Friday night games because no one in Brisbane is turning on the TV to watch their team get walloped every week. Yeah. Why, why would you? Why exactly. would you? Exactly. All right. That's enough of the bad stuff. Let's do... We said last week we'd do team grades, so we're going to do team grades. And I think, Emmanuel, that we should start at the top, top of the ladder, and work our way down. And in first place, as we speak is the Melbourne Storm. Incredible. Just absolutely incredible. This organisation, uh, this coach just demands so much and creates so much success. It's, it's his 19th season at the club. Um, extraordinary, their position at this stage. I mean, they've just won a premiership last year. Um, they're potentially in a very good place to go back-to-back. And um, it's just the talent they've lost along the way, but they just seem to keep winning. So they've they've scored 538 points, um, and they've, they've conceded 194. Um, they've won 12 in a row. Yep. It's, it's just... How, how, is this, how is this happening? I think they're... they're... I think they're the first team to score 500 points in how many rounds? 14 rounds of football. Uh, I think like since like the 1934 Roosters or something like that. Yeah, the 35 30, Roosters. 35 Roosters. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Just the points everywhere. They're they're killing teams. Absolutely killing teams. Um, Brandon Smith uh, is going to cop another letter from Bryce Gibbs because he is in insane form and just keeps on putting tries over. Keeps on scoring tries. Um, that they're like everyone, every like it's next man up. It always like, and they have this mentality. Mentality. You lose Ryan Pappenhausen for an extended period. Nico Hines automatically looks like the best fullback in the league, uh, other than Tom Dravojevic. Jerome Hughes is the other than Nathan Cleary is the informed halfback in the competition. The forward pack is firing, and you put up sixty six points. You would think that a name like Josh Adokar would get over the line, guess what? He was not one of the try scorers. It's everyone else. Like, everyone plays their part perfectly every week. Yeah, so this one, thanks to Andrew Ferguson, from half time during the game last, uh, what was it? Saturday, Saturday night. night. Melbourne became the first team to score 500 points after 15 rounds. And this was a point where they still had 40 minutes left. Okay, the next best was the 1959 Dragons. When they're in the peak of their run, they had 480. The next best was the 35 Roosters with 472. 
and then 2002 Warriors. I mean, these numbers are, are just... And But the, the ironic thing is that the Penrith's in there too. Yeah. Penrith makes that top five yeah. because there's just so many points being scored. Yeah. Um, I give them an A+. Plus. Melbourne are making the grand final this year. Yeah. Are Melbourne winning the comp this year? I don't know. There's toss Mel- of a coin, right? Mel- Melbourne and Power Storm uh, and Penrith play, I think, in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Really interesting match. I'm looking forward to it. Should we move on to number two? You give me an A. What do you? What's it? What's your grade? A plus. A plus. Yeah. Is that A what plus. the highest you can go? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Uh, Penrith um, had a couple of slip ups uh, with those two losses, uh, pre and post Origin. Yep. They but, had they had a lot of players out. And uh, you can't hold it against them. I don't. No, know. can't hold it against them. Uh, 145 points conceded across the course of 15 games. Absolutely extraordinary. Extraordinary. It's just it's less it's less than ten a game. They had they had against the Roosters have scored more po- scored more points at Penrith Park than any other team this competition this year. Yeah, it was twelve points. Yeah, they at at one point I think the they played six games there and only let in six tries. Yeah, uh, I was really really impressed in Origin with uh, Luau and Cleary. Uh, Luau and Cleary. Oh, Luau. Sorry, um, it it was just. It was. I said beforehand, it was a big test. Their big game experience would be tested. Uh, I know the opposition was a bit shot in the foot, but Munster and Cherry Evans, Premiership winning players, Origin winning players, they have big game experience. Uh, Munster comes from the the most successful club in the modern era, um, and I thought the uh, Penrith halves were really impressive, and they should take this form into the back end of the year. I would like to see them win the Origin. Uh, series just to, to carry that through um, and I think that if they don't win the series it could have a bit of a, a mental impact on them at the back end of the season but yeah. we'll see I th- I, I, I'm pretty confident they'll win the series yeah um, yeah a, I'm going to give them an A plus because I can't I'm not going to hold their two losses where they had seven players out against them every other every other team they've beaten and comfortably yeah Parramatta and uh, so Parramatta are in third place. Uh, they're on twenty four points, so they're two behind, um, two behind uh, the, the Storm seven, yeah. and Panthers. Panthers yep. Uh, their for and against is pretty strong as well, uh, with um, two hundred and two. So about a hundred behind the other two, but I think Parramatta humming, humming along nicely. Um, I think we've discussed it a few times. Dropping Blake Ferguson is probably an inspired decision for them. Yep. Uh, I think the teams are a lot more confidence playing together over the course of this last season. Yep. Um, and yep. it's just, I think they're there that, that, that big game question about whether they can handle it will definitely be tested uh, next weekend post origin when they take on Penrith. Yep. Going to be a very, very interesting game. I'm going to give, uh, para and a minus. I think they can. They they like even against the Bulldogs, they were down at one point, and they shouldn't be down against a team like the Bulldogs. They they have moments in the game where they lose it a little bit, and you saw it against. I mean, they lost to the Dragons. I think they lost to the Knights as well. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just they uh, they have off performances sometimes when they shouldn't. So I'm docking them a little bit, but they've been very good. Yep. A? A minus? I'm going A minus. A minus? Yep. Okay. Uh, rounding out the top four, also on 24 points, are the Bunnies. They've won 11. They've lost three. Those three were to Melbourne, Melbourne, and Penrith. But two of those losses were just extraordinary. 50 plus. Um, yeah, 50 plus. Uh, twice um, is was highly concerning. Um, it was at a time where we were quite stretched. Probably not an excuse, though, but maybe it's something we're going to see more of under the new rules. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it, we are looking good uh, with the rest of the troops there. The run home is not too bad uh, for the rest of the season, but it just I just don't know if we have the depth to match it with the Storm and the Panthers. Yeah, and I just... You, you speak about those 50-point losses. It's unsettling. It's, it's very unsettling. It, it raises questions about the defence, which those other top three I don't think have. Yeah. And that's I think that's the difference between Souths and the other three. Yeah. And especially Melbourne and Penrith, is they're not conceding 50 points in a game. 
And yeah, that's that's like even against the Titans, I think you guys conceded thirty points. Yeah, it was as well. Like it was thirty to thirty eight or something, or something like, like that. that. It was yeah. a weird game. Um, so yeah, just a couple questions about South's defense, but for the most part, they've been fairly strong. Um, and your only three losses are against the top two co- teams in the competition. You're gonna take that. Any of a B plus. Yeah, I'd probably give them a B plus two. I don't think they deserve A because of those losses. But, um, yeah, no, they're up there. They're in the top four. Uh, Four points clear of your team, Corbs. The Roosters obviously had um, their share of injuries and retirements this year. No doubt freeing up some salary cap space for whoever is available. Brandon Brandon Smith? Brandon Smith is the the name that Freddie thinks the Roosters should go after. Um, Freddie thinks or Freddie knows? Uh, who knows? Freddie, Freddie's in touch with Uncle Nick. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm, look, I, even coming into this season, I said, I don't think this year is the year the Roosters win, but it's going to be a chance to get some young guys, some good reps to have a run next year. I think we're doing that year, getting reps for Suwali, Sam Walker. A lot of injuries we're missing from the starting 17 that you would have liked to have seen at the start of the Season, uh, probably, I think there's seven starters missing at the moment. Yeah. Uh, four, five of them are long-term, five of them are long, like, season-ending or career-ending. So, like, yeah, I just, for where we are, we're, we're doing well for where we are, but it's not a season that, you know, it's not our best season, but we're holding in there. A down year for the Roosters is very different to a down year for any other club, right? Yeah. yeah. Except for maybe the Storm, whose mm-hmm. down year would probably be becoming second. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rooster's um, probably a B. Yeah, I'm going to go B as well. Um, they'll beat the, the teams that should beat, yeah. but they'll struggle against anyone. Yeah. I, think, I think, I think you know, like Manly are just behind them as well. I, w- I would say Manly are probably have the edge on them at the moment. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. They and played earlier in the season as well. They did. And, it was um, round, round one round or round one, two. And Rooster's absolutely two, walloped. Yeah, manly, but yeah. Um, fortunes have changed. A lot of wallops this week. A lot of wallops. <laughs> um, okay, manly are back with a positive for and against. Yep. Uh, Hasler was being ridden off. We were looking at wooden spoons, but here they are. They're eight wins and six losses. Yeah, they've scored fifty place. points in their last fifty points in three of their last five games. Yep, and their next five are uh, the Bulldogs, the Raiders, the Dragons, the Tigers, and the Sharks. We've already spoken about they've got a very strong run home. Uh, they will compete for probably that fourth spot, I suspect, because on their day, they will look very strong. Uh, that performance on the weekend was crazy. Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes it just happens in a half of football. But, yeah. Michael, how many points did they score in the second half? I think they scored, well, they scored 40 unanswered. I think they scored 40 in the second half. I it's think, just... Yeah, it's it was... They abs like they scored forty eight points in, in the, the second, second half yeah, in forty minutes it's, of football. It's ridiculous. It's nuts. Like I said, Titans didn't touch the ball for like twenty two minutes. Yeah. Um, Tom Trevojevic is spectacular. Yeah, and Saab is the greatest player named after a motor vehicle to ever play. I keep saying it. Everyone keeps. There has me. to be a Ford somewhere. <laughs> there has to be a Ford that was good. <laughs> Uh, but not this good. Uh, yeah, Trebojevic, amazing. Ruben Garrick had a field day with the uh, with the tries yeah. and the goals. Um, yeah, he, scored, really impressive. he scored 44 points. For, no, he got up. I think it was about 48 points all up against the Titans in two games this year. What's changed for Manly this year, do you think? Because... So there was there was that one... They, they started poorly because they didn't have Tom. But then yeah. there was that one game against the Warriors yeah. where it was golden point. Daily Cherry Evans kicked it. They won 13-12, yeah. I think it was. And that, and then Tom came back the next week, and it was go from there. Yeah. Is it and confidence? It, is, it, I, is that I all it is? I think it was. I think it was. Because they had the, the talent. The, the talent's there. We'd they spoken the about. They've got a bit of an issue with the spine. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes but even, even still, like we said, oh, they haven't got a hooker. Lachlan Croker has made that position his own. Yeah. He's thriving in that role. At the moment, he's having a great he's career best form. Kieran Forwind is what you what you pay for. He's he's a solid five eight, but you don't need him to be incredible when you've got basically a five eight at the back who just runs over the top of forwards and puts ball over the line four times a game. Yeah, like Tom Tom's killing it. He's probably the informed player in the competition at the moment, and that's saying something because there's a guy in for Penrith 
than Nathan Cleary. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. So you give him what? B? I'm going to give him a B plus. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that's probably fair. Yeah. Um, okay. Every team from here on in has a negative for and against. Okay. And they've also lost more games than they've won. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay, so St. George are minus 11. They've won seven. They've lost eight. Um, Dragons, they're going to beat the teams that are easy to beat, but it's... Even still, they lost the Bulldogs last week. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm unconvinced of the Dragons, but they have won some games. Yeah. Uh, they started off the they season, I think. They beat Para. Like, they've obviously yeah. got something in they them. They started off the season really strong. Um, I don't know whether Dufty's going to play another game for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really tough. I'm going to give him a C plus. Yeah. Uh, I, I I actually don't think we can give above a C to anyone below the top six. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, I'm just, yeah, I, I'm the Dragon's biggest critic. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> no, I'm um, actually just really enjoying the pain as you struggle to find a compliment. Yeah, it's, um, it's I weird. I thought you just had that predicament with me, but obviously not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, I don't think Griffin's the right coach. I think, but like, it also depends. Okay, Corey Norman's going. Dufty's yeah. going. Who's coming in? I don't know. Who are they bringing? No one. No one. Oh, no one at the moment. Yeah. We got no one. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Cronulla. Sitting SJ, in SJ's SJ really helped them. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and he always was going to. He's their best player by far. Yeah. Um, Josh Hanna has kind of pulled it back together yeah. after they've struggled. Apparently, he's a big fan of the, um, the playing group's a big fan. And I, did I read that he's been appointed as assistant coach to, um, Craig Fitzgibbon for next year? I don't know. Okay. I so I that. think that might be on the cards. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, like Cronulla, they've got some talent there, so yeah. uh, they can beat the teams below them. That's the thing, and they always will. They the last few years have always had this problem where anyone above them, they just can't. Yeah, can't beat. Yeah, no, uh, it's they've salvaged their season. Wasn't really a fan of the handling of John Morris and everything, um, but yeah. you bring in a coach like Fitzgibbon. If they finish this season in the eighth, in the eight, it's a really good um, stepping stone for him. Yeah, uh, coming in next season. A lot of young guys are getting like good game time. Ronaldo Molotalo is going up to, uh, he's in the Queensland camp. Yeah. Uh, which is great. I think he's number nineteen or twenty or something like that. So good experience for him as well. Um, yeah, they've got some. Will Kennedy's been really good this year. And they've um signed Trindle long term. Trindle long term. Yeah. Nico Hines coming over next year as well. Yeah. So they've got they've got some players. They've got some players to work with. Yeah. which is good. Um, okay, so bottom eight, and things get ugly rather quickly. Um, so Cowboys have a for and against of minus 121, and they're sitting in ninth. They've won six. They've lost eight. Um, consistency for me, I just can't wrap my head around. Uh, they've lost their last two. Um, their last ten, they're six and four. I give them a C. Minus? I don't know. I'm going to go C minus as well. I don't think I've tipped them correctly in like the last eight weeks. Yeah. Like, I can't pick it. I, I, I don't know what, what team's going to turn up. They should have beaten who they versus the Sharks. They should yeah. have beaten the Sharks. Yeah. It was up at home. They should have beaten the Sharks. They, yeah, I just I can't. They lost a 50. They lost by 50 against Manly the week before. Like, when Tom Trevojevic was out, this shouldn't be happening and they're just completely inconsistent. Jason Tamalolo doesn't feel like he's anywhere near at his best at the moment. And I don't know whether he's injured or anything. He just doesn't seem like he cares enough at the moment. Well, let's go through their form. It's been loss, 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 loss. Win, win, win. <laughs> loss. Uh, win. And then loss. Win. Win. And like buy, loss, loss. loss. Yeah, it's just it's erratic. Yeah, it's really really erratic. And yeah. those losses have mostly been big losses. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm giving him a C minus as well. Don't like what I've seen, and 
Make it easy for me. You keep on costing me tips. Yeah. Um, speaking of costing me tips, Canberra cost me eight out of eight. Um, they've won two. They've lost eight. I actually thought that what we see from Manly is what we were going to see from Canberra. Like that whole start to the season was shaky and then they just snap into gear, but it just hasn't happened. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah this I... is a team that they made the minor, uh, they made the prelims last year. They made the grand final the year before. It's just, I, I just were, feel bad. And the, they were up again. Yeah. Another, another game where they just blew a second half lead. I think they were up 20 to eight. And they lost it in the second half. It's I, I can't explain what's going on down there. Um, yeah, makes makes very little sense to me. And I don't know. Yeah, and like I think Ricky's a pretty good coach. Um, Ricky's Ricky is safe. Ricky's yeah, not going to lose his Canberra, job because of Canberra through and performing. through. Yeah. Um, he's spent a really long time building that club. He's, he's made a grand final. He's made prelims. There's just obviously some issues he needs to weed out there. Um, but I mean, you'd almost, you'd almost, but I don't know if you can, Michael, you'd almost say, can Canberra make the eight, but they're two points off seventh. Yeah. So it's like the competition, like those, but they're five and nine and they're two points off seventh. Yeah. That bottom 10 is, they're all bunched together because there's just a big gap between six and seven. Yeah. Um, I'm giving Canberra a D minus. Okay. Because wow. they're not quite an F because they have won a few games. They're not at the bottom of the ladder, but we expected so much more from them. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, the Warriors, I've actually, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm sympathetic to the fact they've played another season from Australia. Um, Reese Walsh, uh, he's a shining light for them. He is a shining light for them. Roger Tuivasa-Shek, they will miss him. Um, but I think... The, they have, the, they've had injuries in the halves as well. Paris Devita's been in and out. Um, there's a lot There's awesome. a lot of energy there. Yeah. Um, it, it's solid effort, but I just don't think they have the troops to sort of make any sort of, of threat. Um, I think off-field, we're going to see a, a, quite a bit of progress with, with as long as Gus is there, um, which is a really good thing for them, but... Again, five and nine, and a four and against of minus seventy. Like, I mean, we're, these all these teams that have got these huge four and against, they're only making it up against each other. Yeah, like that's the only time it's going to happen. It, I, I believe, like I had them finishing ninth. I think you had them finishing eighth to yeah. start the season, so they're below that. Yeah. They've underperformed in our eyes. Yeah. I think. Um. So yeah, I'm going to give them a D plus. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay, another team that's been rather disappointing. Injuries aside, Newcastle this year. Um, they did make the finals last year. They're sitting 12th. They've got a four and against of minus 131. They are six and nine, though, um, because they have not had their a buy, buy yet. yet. Yep. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Like, I thought this was going to be an up year for them. They made the finals last year. It was the first time in a while. But they, they're just very ordinary. The coach came out and said there's a losing culture in the club. It's kind of like, mate, you're with the Storm and the Roosters. Your job is to kind of fix that. You're there to create the culture. And I, yeah. like, I said this last week. I'm going to say it again. The moment Connor Watson comes onto the field, it changes them completely. Yeah. Yet it took them 35 minutes to get him onto the field. Yeah. Lachlan Fitzgibbon had a very ordinary game for them. Why, like, why are you prioritizing Mitch Barnett and Lachlan Fitzgibbon over someone like... Connor Watson. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Mitchell Pearce is going to help them, and Ponga just keeps on having setback after setback. He needs yeah. to be in this team for them to make a run at the eight. They're another team that's not like any any of these bottom teams except for probably Brisbane Tigers and Bulldogs can make the eight. Yeah, I but think you need Ponga on the field if you're going to get any value for money because yeah. it's nearly a point where you're spending so much salary cap on someone that's not there. It's yeah. like. Um, Cherry Evans, Trebojevic, uh, Trebojevic that we spoke about earlier in the season. Yeah. I mean, they've just got to find a way to get him on the field, have him stay on the field, and they've just got to string some wins together. It's, yeah. it's just it's ordinary, once again. Agreed. Titans. Titans. Wow, they can score points, but they can't defend to save their lives. Nope. We, I we've was, said this many times. We have said this many times. I think I was better at tackling in the under-9s. 
It's just <laughs> incredible. I've seen how do you how do you let through forty eight <laughs> points in forty minutes of football? It's, yeah, how it's, does that happen? And it's not like it's a tiny team. They have big troops there. We're talking for feeders and Tinos and like how for the Wakers and your just, Jared Wallace. How does this happen? Yeah, it's, it, it's constant, and they just can't seem to figure that side of the ball out. No. Because they can they do, score points, and, but until they do, Michael, they're not a top yeah. eighteen. And a lot, a lot of their problems, a lot like a lot of their attack as well, is give it to Fafita, let him run at the smallest guy on the field, and he's been called out for it this week. Um, look, it works. I don't know why you would change it, but you've got to have a bit more than that. I think their defense is worse than the Bulldogs. Yeah, that says so much. Yeah. Um. Ordinary. Very ordinary. ordinary. You had them in your eight. I did have them in my eight, and I'm going to give them a D. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Tiger Town. 66 to 16 on the weekend. Uh, 440 points against. 308 four. They've won five. They've lost ten. But they're only two wins outside of the top eight. What a reward for their efforts. Uh, 66-16 extraordinary loss. Um, uh, we thought they were pulling it together. They had uh, Dewey in the centres, Mbai at 5'8". But it's just... Tim Sheens has been appointed as their director of football in recent weeks, and he's going to oversee sort of, I think, structure of the juniors and stuff like that. He's the only coach with uh, a long and extended period of success at that club, including a premiership. Um, he played the. He got them to play the brand of football we love so much with the players like Benji, Benji we love so much. Yeah. Um, it's a style of football that would be extraordinary to watch um, if under these rules. But until then, I just, I just don't know, Mike. Like it's just crap. It is crap. Um, they. I, I can't. I didn't expect much much from them this year. I just didn't think they had the talent there to get it done. Um, I yeah. I we've spoken at length about how disappointing the Tigers have been and all their issues in the back of house and all that and front office and trying to figure out what this spine's going to look like and it changes every week and we don't like the, the two constants of Luke Brooks and Dane Laurie. Um, but you know, I know, I know Dewey was out this weekend, but he's not going to stop 66 points. Yeah. So something, something's wrong there. And yeah, it's, it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of development, player development to fix it. And we've said this, yeah, we said this when we talked about the Tigers at length at the start of the season. So I'm going to give them a, I'm going to give them a D because I didn't expect them to even win five games. So. Yep, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, 15th place, minus 230, the Bulldogs, 172-4, 402 against, two wins, 12 losses. Um, Poor doggies. There's there's progress, Yeah. maybe. I like, I think, I like what I've seen out of Avarillo. Unfortunately, I think his best position is fullback. And they've promised that to Adokar. Matt Burton's really going to help him next year. Um, but I just... Even like their, their forward pack has no stars. They're, they signed Nick Kotrick to be that strike center. And he just hasn't done anything this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, just, I don't... I don't see them improving that much. Even next year. Even with a couple signings here and there. Like... They're, they need to bring up some young superstars to get them over the edge. I think you get some of those cheaper players who you've bred homegrown to get you over the top rather than trying to buy all these players for a lot of money. And it's not going to work. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's just, I I find a bit sad to watch with a team like the Bulldogs. Um, Their decline has been very extensive. They've been at the bottom for a really long time. Um, they were fifteenth. They finished fifteenth last year. Um, these are they're long days. They're heavy days, and I just hope that they stick with Barrett 
and they give him all the resources he needs because I don't think that club can afford just to change coach again. No, I agree. It's, it's just not the solution here because changing the coach does nothing to their predicament. Yep, agreed. Um, I'm going to give them a... I thought they'd be better this year. I did, so I'm going to give them an F. F. Okay. Michael, last place is last year's Wooden Spooners. Okay, the Brisbane Broncos are currently sitting in 16th place. They've uh, scored 232 points. They've conceded 482. They've lost three games. And thanks to Andrew Ferguson on Twitter, I'll give you this one. The number of times that Brisbane conceded 40-plus points in a game. In their first 31 seasons, it happened 29 times in 783 games. From 2019 till now, it's happened 12 times in 60 games, 20%. Yeah. That is extraordinary. And? I've said that so much tonight, and none of that in good context. Extraordinary. No, no. It's just, <laughs> it's all, it's that over. itself is extraordinary. Yeah. Like, there is not much good news here for a, a lot, lot of, of clubs. A lot of teams, yeah. It's, the, di- it's dire. We Ooh. had this, so this news that uh, two officials were sacked, including their head of performance. Yeah. I can't believe they even had a head of performance because they haven't performed for about three years. <laughs> um, but huge news for them. Ben Eichen is uh, going to be head of football. Yep. So um, he will step off the three in our 360 panel. Yep. Probably be replaced by Ray Hadley, unfortunately. Oh, really? Well, there you go. Uh, no, that's that's, that's um, what I'm guessing. So another old boy that, yeah. with premiership <laughs> success has come to the club. Um, and in a global, global exclusive, with the appointment of Ben Eichen, I can exclusively reveal here that I do not think Wayne Bennett will be coaching at Brisbane next year. Oh, really? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Wayne Bennett will not be returning to Red Hill. No, um, given that appointment. Um, that's a really... It's, it's a good step. Um, I think... Ben Eichen has always been quite sharp in his recruitment He's in, in terms of his comments on it. Um, and what he said about recruitment has always made sense on 360. Um, he's, he's got a lot of sharp ideas. He was previously on the board of the Cowboys yeah, I, when I, they won was, the comp, I think. He was going to take over their head of football as well. Yeah. I think something happened last year. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. It, it's a good sign. But, you know, I couldn't help, and I say this in obviously with red and green eyes, but... Adam Reynolds played so superbly for South last week, and this is like, what? What is your incentive to go to that club? Yeah. Like, at what point are you like, you're not playing that kind of football with a team in the next year? Like, yeah. you're going to leave it's, all it's... those stars and go. And there's talk about Haas going to um, the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, but and then just it's just they, uh, it's... they lose Reese Walsh and, and Sam Walker and. These young guns who are thriving in other teams, they just said, no, you're not ready. Show, show them the door. And, yeah, it's costing them because they have that enormous pool of talent. They have all of Brisbane. They have a lot of Queensland. And they just haven't been able to hit on the players they've brought through. Uh, and when they do bring in players, they happily let them go off to other teams. Yeah, And it didn't happen. We, we said this last year. Players didn't leave Brisbane. Players went to Brisbane to play. And it's, yeah. That's not good. I'm giving them a fat F. I'm giving you an F as well. Um, Yeah, not good Like, we haven't spoken about Kevy. I don't think he's great either. And I said this when they appointed him. We spoke about this when he was appointed. He's got no experience. They went for the Bronco. They went for the old boy. They went for, well, sometimes you just need to instill that, don't you? Yeah. They should Seabold was a mistake. He had no experience with the club. Um, we've he had spoke, one. Yeah, yeah we spoke, spoke about, about old boys in terms of the dragons yeah. as well. It doesn't always work. Yeah, at length we've spoken yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. We're done. I think so. There's a lot of F's and a lot of E's and a, a lot, lot of fail grades. Yeah, a lot of fail grades. A lot of teams need to have a hard look at themselves in the mirror. Exactly. Um, uh, now, while we're here, let's just quickly run through the tipping ladder. Because there was a bit of movement this week, but Origin is included um, in this week's round. So anyone that got 8 out of 8 has to hold out for the Origin tip too. Mm-hmm. Um, so huge movement on the ladder with um, Anthony P equal with Nick Satnow. Yeah, he'll jump him. Uh, 
and we'll probably jump him, yeah. uh, which is massive news and uh, just in time uh, for, um, you know, Nick Sat to, uh, as a Dragons fan, this is where the season ends. Uh, <laughs> so I guess that makes sense. Uh, Alexander B and Tom S and Michael C are all on 86. Uh, that's the top five. Then behind that is Paul S, Camilla S, uh, who both got sevens. Um, and Zach B, Michael J, and Mark V. That's the top ten. Um, and just checking here, a couple more sevens, and then a lot of fives. So yeah, uh, not I sure. I got, got a five as well. Not sure what that was about, but anyway. Um, Origin. Let's do it. Origin. Uh, teams were announced. Uh, New South Wales pulled a Queensland. And announced a squad instead of a, a squad listed in the alphabetical order instead of a team. Oh dear. Um, but then today put out an actual team. Uh, <laughs> Queensland uh, forwent the squad and just put out a team. And I guess the biggest news out of the Queensland camp is that seven game rookie Reese Walsh, who we've spoken about many times, will make his origin debut at fullback for the Maroons. Would you do it? No, I would not. Um, let's let's go into let's go into that team list. So as I said, you've got Reese Walsh at fullback. Uh, in the on the wings, you have Valentine Holmes, who played fullback last game. Uh, Kurt Capewell, Dane Gagai, and Kyle Felt uh, round out the back line. Halves are unchanged, obviously, with Munster and Cherry Evans, uh, Welch and Papali. Uh, Papali back from suspension uh, are in the front rows. Andrew McCulloch will be the starting hooker uh, with Harry Grant ruled out from injury, which is a big loss for them. Huge. Huge loss because I think he was one of their better players, especially that opening 20 minutes. Uh, David Fafita has been dropped to the bench and Jai Arrow will start at second row with Felice Kafusi and Tina Fasawamala Awi is at lock. Their bench is Ben Hunt who has made that 14 jumper kind of his own over the last couple of years. I think he was hard done by to miss out. Yeah. He's actually, I think he's great in that role. Um, then you got Mo Fodawaka, Dave Fafita, and Cowboys debutant Francis Molo rounding out the bench. Yeah, and Cowan Hess and Mulatalo. Yep. Uh, 18 and 19. Yep. Okay, for the Blues... <clears throat> If you please. Uh, so, Finucane and Crichton are the new faces in the squad after Jake Trevojevic was ruled out. Yep. Um, and Junior Paulo comes into the starting side. For so, Trevojevic, yeah. Yeah, for Trevojevic. So, uh, let me just run through this for you. So, Tedesco's at fullback. Uh, number two, Brian To'o. Three, Latrell Mitchell. Four, J- uh, Tom Trevojevic. Five, Josh Adokar. Six is Luai. Seven is Cleary. The props are Daniel Saifidi and Junior Paulo. Uh, Damian Cook is hooker. Uh, Cam Murray and Tarek Sims, second row. Isaiah Yo at lock. The bench, Jack Whiten, Angus Crichton, Payne Haas, Liam Martin. And the uh, reserves for now are Api Corusel, Campbell Graham, Dale Finucane. I tell you what, if the Blues win this, I'd love to see Campbell uh, Graham get a run in Game 3. I just think it would be a really good experience for him. Yeah, you would say that as a South fan, um, but why would you, like, where's he jumping into that back line? Well, if you've already won the series, why wouldn't you buy a couple of extra players? Mm, I don't know. Don't know about that. Um, I know a lot of people have spoken about Tom playing fullback. Yeah. Um, no, mm. just because defensively Tedesco is still leaps and bounds better than Tom. Mm-hmm. And you would say that as a Roosters fan. I would say that. Yeah. Look, Tom. Tom's probably has more <laughs> more talent offensively, but what Tedesco does on the de- like for the defense and his organization is key. So let's keep it. Remember when James Tedesco played for the Tigers? Um, Michael, <laughs> who wins? For the who wins this one, and by how much? Uh, the Blues win this, and it's at SunCorp, so I'm going to say it's going to be by thirty. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, I'm going Blues by eight. Okay, you think um, it's going to be a lot tighter? I don't think it's going to have anything to do with the football, but a lot to do with the crowd. 
The crowd was all Queensland last time. Suncorp's different. Anastasia's blocked off half of New South Wales. Queenslanders in Townsville would have just been excited for uh, would have just been excited yeah. for football. Queenslanders in Brisbane take it seriously. Anastasia, as I said, Anastasia's blocked off half of Sydney from going up and yeah supporting the Blues. So yeah. we had some friends who had to change their plans. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I think this latest outbreak is a Maroons conspiracy. <laughs> That's the virus they've been talking about. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, I, the Blues, they're too talented. They're too talented, and if Origin is going to be played at the, at the speed of a normal game and you're not allowed that grind that we've so often seen in Origin, yeah, the Blues are going to win because talent's going to win. Yeah, You're not going to be able to get the heart out of Queensland, which will carry them over the top. But if you have, if you have three games... The same scoreline that we had in game one. That is a nightmare. It's a nightmare because, look, if Queensland were doing it, it's great. If Queensland were doing it to New South Wales, it's great because Queensland rally behind that. If New South Wales do it to Queensland, it kind of turns them off. I know it's an odd thing. It's bad for ratings. It's bad for business. It's, it's not good look for the game. If you're talking about the best from one state and the best from the other, and the result is that lopsided. Yeah. It's just—it's not like you it's know. It's not good, but like New South Wales lost eleven out of twelve series and stuff like that. Everyone still kept on turning but up. How many did they lose by forty-four? Not many. Not many. It was always like twelve, eight, eight, ten, and then Queensland always found a way to win. Yeah. It was always about the the yeah, challenge was Queensland finding the way to win, not Queensland losing in the opening five yeah, minutes. We don't, we don't want to see big scorelines yeah. Origin. It's one of the times where you want those, as you said, those twelve eights. Those 10-12, like those tight games where points are hard to come by and it's one or two tries win you the game. We've come full circle again on our no, no. Let's, let's, start and end topic. Let's, let's stop before we <laughs> go on another tirade. Do you think anyone's still listening at this point? Um, No. I hope, so, I hope they are. If you made uh, it this far, you guys have had really good fifty minutes of dead air to think of a name for Michael's yeah. segment. If you are, if you found, <laughs> if you made it this far, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> of course you. we want your comments on all this. Yeah. Um, you've heard all the good platforms to use. I say them in the intro, but yeah. um, Mike, I think that's it for another week. That is it for another week. So I will leave you with one more thing. Mm. How good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Thanks, guys.